friends, and welcome back to the wonderful world of Mixology, the podcast where we discuss and discover mono and stereo mix differences on albums from the 60s. And today, we're taking a trip to 1966 with the Rolling Stones and their classic album, Aftermath. Let's take a little listen to key album track, Under My Thumb, just to bring us into the mood. Recorded in December 1965 and March 1966 and released on the 15th of April 1966, Aftermath heralded a huge leap forward for the Stones. Led off with single Paint It Black, which was included on the album in the United States, which also sported a different and slightly shorter track listing, the 14-track LP released in the UK on the Decca label featured the first album that was made up exclusively of Jagger Richards compositions. There's some absolutely wonderful tracks here and it features the Stones at some of their melodic best. With such wonderful cuts as Mother's Little Helper, Lady Jane, Under My Thumb, Don't You Bother Me, High and Dry, Out of Time, It's Not Easy, I Am Waiting, the list goes on. And to top it off, there's many great outtakes from these sessions including singles such as Painted Black, B-sides and of course tracks that would end up on the Flowers album later the next year in the United States, making for about 20 tracks in total that you can compile into a very nice double album. But today we're taking a look at that original 14 track UK incarnation and the album itself isn't vastly different between its two mixes because of the way the overdubs are worked into the tracks, but the way these few tracks that were used for mixing were treated in the mix does certainly vary, with some elements at different volumes, but most notably the stereo often featuring varying amounts of reverb added to the track, which gives it quite a different flavour, especially on tracks such as Mother's Little Helper and Lady Jane. This album actually was voted on by my Instagram followers. I had received some suggestions to do another Rolling Stones album, but it was kind of a toss-up between this and their Satanic Majesty's request. After doing a poll on my Instagram, this was the one that won out. So, due to popular demand, this is the one I will be looking at today. Of course, if you want to get more of a say in what comes next in the Mixology Stakes, shall we say, you can follow me on Instagram and take part in future polls on there, or you can sign up to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash back to mono, where not only can you get loads of extra Mixology content, where I'm going to be looking at some more tracks from these sessions in a few days' time, but you can also choose and direct future Mixology episodes, including just telling me which albums you want me to do and I will do them for you. So if you want to know more about that there's a link down in the description. But let's kick things off with the opening track shall we? Mother's Little Helper. Immediately off the bat on this track the lead vocal by Mick Jagger is more upfront and wetter in stereo with the backing track kind of sitting back in the mix by comparison. This leads straight into the main riff kicking in which is played on well, it's thought to be a sitar style part, but it's actually a dual slide riff played on two electric 12-string guitars by both Brian Jones and Keith Richards, giving it that rather Indian-styled effect. 
Just as it enters in, there appears to be an extra note at the start of it in stereo. While it could be buried in the mono, I gave a real, real listen to this to really pick out if it was there in the mono, but I just could not hear it. And it almost sounds like the second note fades up slightly in mono, so one would assume that it's actually been left out on purpose. To take matters even further, this guitar riff seems to be at a lower volume in the mono compared with the stereo. So let's hear the opening of the track first in stereo, where the vocal is louder, wetter, and you get that extra first note on the guitar riff. And then again in mono, where the vocal is drier, softer, and that guitar is slightly lower down the mix and fades up a hair later. What a drag it is getting old. And again, in mono. What a drag it is getting old. Kids are different today. And of course, to give you more of a flavour for the way this track sits differently between the two mixes, we'll move smoothly between them. We'll start this time with the mono and move graciously into the stereo. Into stereo. Cooking fresh food for her husband's just a drag. So she buys an instant cake and she buys a frozen steak and goes running for the shelter of a mother's little helper and two. Those of you who are keen fans of this album and are very familiar with it in a digital setting may not think that this mix of Mother's Little Helper mirrors the one you're used to, as the version used on the 2002 remastered CDs actually has the bass centralized. This seems to be through a filtering remix, which kind of takes the bass channel out of the left-hand side of the stereo spectrum and centralizes it. The source I'm using for the stereo mix is the West German CD from the 80s, which is the widest stereo mix available digitally and most representative of what was on the original LP, actually giving a wider sound than that due to the limitations of the original LP format. This actually goes even further by allowing us to pan it off to one side and isolate mixed vocal. Here's a little sample of that just for a bit of fun. Doctor, please, some more of these Outside the door, she took for more What a drag it is getting old Life's just much too hard today I hear every mother say the pursuit of happiness just seems a bore. Moving on to track two on the album, Stupid Girl, we again get some added echo onto the track, but here it's in a different way. On the left-hand instrumental channel in stereo, there has been some ambience added, echo, as I've said, but that has been panned off to the right to give it more of a stereo feel and stop it feeling quite so dry and separate, shall we say. In mono, this is clearly drier by comparison, making it a bit more direct and a bit more raw as a result. Let's hear a section of the track in stereo first and move into the mono where that echo that you can hear distantly in the right-hand channel disappears completely and focus very closely on the drums to pick this out. 
into mono. During the solo, there's some shup, shup backing vocals, which are mixed much louder in mono. Let's start with the stereo again and move to the mono where these jump up in the mix. Into mono. Track 3, Lady Jane, is where these mixes really do show quite a stark difference. The stereo has echo and reverb added to all the elements in the track, which changes the vibe of the whole thing greatly in my opinion. The mono by comparison is almost bone dry, giving it a bit more of an intimate and slightly more medieval feel, while the stereo kind of gives it a bit... I don't really know how to describe it. It's very ambient in a different way, but less in your face and present, shall we say. What I'm going to do is start with the mono here and move graciously into the stereo at a point in the track where obviously all the layers have come in as they slowly enter in throughout the track. And at the start, you kind of just get a guitar off to the left and mix vocal in the middle, making it seem even more stark by comparison to the more layered sounding mono. So let's start with the mono. Just eat this plea, my love. Into stereo. On bended knees, my love. I pledge myself to Lady Jane. Up next, we have a track that's become well known as a Stones classic in its own right, and that is the fantastic Under My Thumb. Now, overall, the mixes seem rather close but the mono does get more drive and low end in my opinion, but most notably the stereo appears to be a touch wetter, though this could just be due to the separation and it appearing more as a result. Let's of course start with the mono here and move to the stereo where the echo just kind of stands out a little more. Into stereo. quite a difference here at the fade of the track. The earlier tracks on the album didn't fade so much, so there wasn't so much of a difference to be seen there, but here we get an extra 17 seconds of the track in stereo. Let's start with the mono and fade over to the stereo at that key moment. Track 5, Don't You Bother Me, is essentially identical between the two mixes, though we do get a hair extra on the fade in stereo. Just to give you a feel of the two mixes first, let's start with the stereo and move into the mono. Into mono. Me 
And as promised, here is the end of the fade, and we'll move to the stereo, just to that key moment, just that tiny bit more. Stereo. The last track on side one was one that I was dreading when it came to the breakdown. It's an uncharacteristically long track for 1966, and one that is basically the Stones kind of jamming around a very simple blues riff, and that is Going Home, an 11 minute and 35 second track, which was quite outrageous for the time. It's nothing amazing from today's standards, but when you put it in the context of the time, it really is quite a step forward in the way that extended records would be made. Here, thankfully, due to a general lack of overdubs on the track, there isn't too much to pick out as the track goes along, but mainly the lead vocal in stereo is definitely bathed far more in echo. There are definitely points in the track where it becomes louder in stereo, but we'll get to that after looking at the earlier section of the track. So, let's start with the mono and move to the stereo where things get wide and wet. All those letters every day Maybe all right in their way Into stereo But I'd love to see your face When I get home in their place I'm going home We're going to jump to about 10 minutes 15 in the track as Mick is building up towards the climax of the track which isn't so much of a climax as one might think for a track of its length and we're going to focus on the volume of his vocal as noted previously We'll start with the mono, play the section, and then again in stereo where it definitely jumps out far more in the mix, probably due to compression used during the mixing process. And again, in stereo. We flip the record over now to Flight 505. Now, strangely, during the history of my kind of education with this album, I'd read that there were some sounds, I guess vocally, like the huh during the intro of this track, only existing in the mono mix, but it was loud and clear there in the stereo mix, at least on the CD that I have. As a result, there was no actual difference here to look at, but there is obviously a load of echo on that piano during the intro, which ends comedically by playing the satisfaction riff, which is quite a nice little callback. Going into the main track, however, this echo gets cut off, making quite a little jarring transition if you're really paying attention to it. In stereo, though, this is far less jarring because the backing track actually retains the echo as it goes along, though probably not as prominently as the intro does. What I'm going to do is play you that transition first in mono and pay attention to how the drums once they come in and the main track are pretty bone dry then again in stereo with the same transition and really pay attention to how there is still some echo going on the backing track that was absent previously in the mono so mono first 
again in stereo. And taking a look at the main body of the track, the vocal is once again wetter in stereo. Let's of course start with the mono and move graciously into the stereo. Into stereo. Track 2 on side 2, High and Dry, is going to be quite a quick look as both mixes remain extremely close, so the stereo does appear to have a dusting of stereo reverb. What we'll do is start with the mono mix and then move into the wider and slightly wetter stereo mix just to give you a flavour of the difference between the two. stereo the fantastic pop track out of time a hit for Chris Farlow generally seems pretty close between its mixes but it's clear in the chorus that the stereo does include extra reverb Let's take a little listen to the mono first and move into the stereo just so you can get a feel for the way it's mixed in this chorus. Into stereo. During the solo, there is some, shall we say, light vocals going on which are mixed much quieter in mono i'm guessing they're on the same vocal track throughout and in stereo they decided just to leave it at a constant volume by comparison of course let's start with the mono here and move to the stereo where those vocals jump up by comparison we get another longer fade in stereo. Let's start with the mono and move to the stereo where we get an extra 19 seconds of the track. Into stereo. Interestingly, when it came to issuing Flowers the following year, the track was remixed and edited down for the compilation. I'm not entirely sure why, but it does make a slightly more succinct version of the track. Interestingly though, this stereo mix is notably drier than the one used on the Aftermath album. I'm not going to be taking a look at the way it's edited down because that 
may take a little longer, but as far as the mix goes, let's play a little bit of this stereo mix and move graciously into the one used on flowers. Moving along to It's Not Easy, it is quite easy because once again the vocal is wetter in stereo. Let's start with the body of the track in mono first and of course in stereo. It's not easy. stereo. It's not easy. It's not easy living on your own. And, it's and here we get a hair more of the fade in stereo. Of course starting with the mono and jumping over to the stereo just at that key moment. It's not easy. Stereo. Now here's one of my favourite tracks on the album, the incredibly dynamic I Am Waiting, with a noticeably soft verse and, by comparison, much louder chorus, although not loud in the classic Stones sense. Here, all elements are definitely treated to extra echo in stereo, while the mono retains that kind of ambient dryness. Let's take a look at the verse for this one, shall we? And we'll start with the mono and move to the stereo where things widen out and wetten up. You can't hold out, you can't hold out, oh yeah, oh yeah. Into stereo. You can't hold out, you can't hold out, oh yeah, oh yeah. I mentioned the dynamic shift into the chorus earlier, and in stereo, this seems to be more prominent by comparison. Most likely, I suppose, due to the very nature of stereo separation, though it could be that extra compression was used during the mono mix down stage. Let's start with the transition in mono and play a bit of the verse going to the chorus, and then again we'll do the same in stereo with the verse volume normalised so you can get a real feel for the way the stereo leaps up just that tiny bit more. Waiting for someone to come out of somewhere. And again, in stereo. Waiting for someone to come out of somewhere. See it come along. Don't know where it's from. Oh, yes, you will find out. Well, it happens all the time. And here at the fade, we get an extra six seconds longer, this time in mono. Let's, of course, start with the stereo. Mono. As we move into the final trilogy of songs, we get Take It or Leave It, a track that was given by the group to The Searchers, who had 
a mediocre hit with it. It wasn't that much of a hit, but it definitely sold. And their version feels a little poppier than the Stones one does, but retains some of that biting quality. Though the Stones is obviously a little bit more, shall we say, hmm... I guess biting is the word to use. This time though, the mixes are quite close, but during the stereo mix, in the right hand channel, the backing vocals appear louder, notably in the second verse. Let's play that first few in mono, and then again in stereo, where these backing vocals that kind of come in at the end of each line are more prominent, or at least stand out more. There have been times when you try Again, in stereo. There have been times when you try making eyes at all my so-called friends. Then you go, now you're back, but you can't be so kind. Just and again, we get a longer fade in mono. Let's start with the stereo and get an extra five seconds from the mono. Mono. Another track that was given to Chris Farlow, Think, is very close between its two mixes, but potentially there is a little bit of additional reverb in the stereo mix. To focus on this, we're going to take a little look at one of the drum breaks in the track, and we're going to play it first in mono and then again in stereo, and see if you can notice a little bit more echo applied to said drum track. And again, in stereo. And of course, let's give you a bit more of a feel for the overall mix. We'll start with the stereo and move graciously into the mono. And seemingly typically for side two, we again get a longer fade in mono, this time by five seconds. Let's start with the stereo and move into the mono. Mono. And to close us out, we get a poppy little track called What To Do, which is a little bit doo-wop, a little bit Beach Boys, and interestingly wasn't released in the United States until the more big hits LP in the 70s. Here, the backing vocals are slightly wetter by comparison, and the lead vocal is even slightly wetter than that, and a hair louder in stereo, though 
obviously this difference isn't as great as it might be on some of the other tracks. Let's of course start with the mono and move into the stereo where you can pick out the difference in this reverb level. close out the album, we get an extra three seconds of the track in stereo. Of course, let's start with the mono. Stereo. And with that track fading out there, we've completed our look at this 14 track epic from the Rolling Stones. This album is where they really come into their own, dropping the R&B covers and really writing their own material. And to me, this album really does represent that sound of swinging London, combined with the album that comes after it and one I've already looked at on Mixology, Between the Buttons. Both represent the Stones at their absolute pop best, before they would go a bit too deep into psychedelia and then very much into their rock zone, if you like. Here, they really bring forth their own sound, and Brian Jones obviously really reinforces that with things like marimbas, sitars, all the interesting instrumentation strewn throughout, and it really makes for a wonderful 60s record. As I said, there are so many great tracks left off the album, and for me, two of them are the two that ended up on Flowers, Ride On Baby and Sitting On A Fence. Sitting On A Fence would interestingly be issued on the Through The Past Darkly LP in the UK a few years later, but Ride On Baby would continue to be inconspicuously absent from UK records, though Flowers was obviously issued throughout Europe as well, and the German pressing was a popular import here, and it's the one I have. As a result, those two tracks will actually feature on this week's episode of Mixology on 45 in a little made-up 45 because they pair together well and really Ride On Baby is a great pop A-side and Sitting On A Fence makes for a nice gentle acoustic B-side. So look out for that and obviously if you want to hear that, make sure you get yourself over to the Patreon and get signed up. Anyone on any tier can listen to Mixology on 45. There's plenty of other episodes there for you to enjoy. If you're also interested in hearing all these Aftermath tracks together in their original mono mixes in a kind of double album playlist, I'll put a link down to a Spotify one in the show notes. I've even created a nice alternate cover with a photo shoot from the period just to give it a bit more of an alternate timeline feel, so be sure to check that out if you're interested. But beyond that, if you want to get in contact with the show as well, you can do so at backtomonoradio at gmail.com and there's also a little Facebook group you can join down the show notes. If you also want a little bit more of me, you can find my other show, Back to Mono, over on Mixcloud, where the RIAA can't do anything about it, and there's a link to that down in the show notes, and of course, extended episodes of that will be appearing on the Patreon. But with that said, I want to thank you so, so much for listening, and remember, whoever you are, and wherever you are, have a great, great day. <laughs>